Hello and welcome to episode 116, uh, a well-deserved break. As always, I am your host. I have the crew back together again. First of all, before we get things started, Jason, can you hear us now? We're good. Oh, we're good. All right, we had some technical yeah, difficulties all around, but we're all good now. We got Jason, we got Oscar, we got Kenny, we got Bill. Boys, how are we today? Doing great. Celebrate good. another victory. That's right. Well, it feels good. It feels good to uh, keep rolling on the train. Um, we'll see if that still lasts for another month or so. We got a little break here, but uh, we'll be back in action at the end of the month. Uh, we'll talk about Mefica 5, Meritimu 0. Uh, have a variety of kind of sub questions and subtopics to go along with this match the performance, the results, the league standings. Um, we will also talk about um, Rafa out, Ramuz in. Uh, some controversy surrounding the national team. Not the first time, if we're being honest. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, and also a topic that I think is, you know, very, it seems very specific to the outsider, which is, it seems, I get the sense, and, and I don't know if you guys do as well, but we'll get to that, is I get the sense that the Portuguese fan outside of the country, and country being Portugal, um, has a different passion or admiration for the national team than maybe those that live in the country. And, and I, I see that a lot with the comments that we see in our WhatsApp group with a lot of the crew that's in Europe, that's in Portugal. Um, you know, they don't really care for the national team. You know, Benfica is really what they focus on. So I wanted to kind of get your thoughts and and why that is like do you think it's because we're immigrants and i mean we're not immigrants oscar's the only immigrant we're descendants of immigrants but uh we'll touch on that as well so uh i do want to give a shout out first before we get started to the female uh team who went to ibrox today and came away with a 3-2 victory in the first leg of the qualification for the champions league huge win for them um, they play again at home next week for the second leg, uh, up three to two. So that's a huge step in the right direction. It would be massive for us to have uh, the women's team in uh, the Champions League. Uh, again, there are some big sharks in those waters, um, maybe still uh, a, a, a step further ahead than where we are today. Um, but nonetheless, it's always good to be amongst the best on the men's side and on the on the women's side. So uh, hats off to them. We got one foot in the Champions League. Hopefully, we can seal the deal next week. Para a malta que seja bem em português, hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês. Amanhã temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente. Por isso, esteja à vontade aqui hoje para participar no nosso cantinho. Podem deixar os vossos comentários em português, que nós todos percebemos. Iremos abordar as vossas questões e opiniões. Uma boa noite aqui para o Carlos Nicola, que está no Reino Unido. Um abraço e. Uh, é um uh, seguidor uh, nosso que está sempre presente, um, por isso sei que é tarde uh, ou cedo, dependendo como é que se olha para o horário, uh, mas agradecemos uh, a sua presença e esteja à vontade de participar aqui na nossa conversa. Uh, gentlemen, 5-0 Marítimo, um, first versus last. <laughs> um, this Marítimo team just keeps getting worse and getting worse. Um abraço para o Tiago, outro que é, que é tarde aí desse lado. Hashtag Roger Ball, o Oscar hoje não veio com o Roger Ball. Hashtag um, querer ser mais, quis ser mais formal. Oscar Barroso até me admira no pôr o, o nome do meio ali também. <laughs> Mas uh, um abraço para ti, Tiago. David Magalhães, boa noite, rapaz. Viva o Benfica, viva. Um, 
Maritimo just keeps getting worse. I mean, seven games, zero points. They kicked out their manager. They got a new manager. Um, it didn't change. Nonetheless, I mean, you're, you're going into a, a first match that's going to be difficult regardless. Um, I'm going to start with, so just to, to lay the context here, myself, Bill, and Kenny were at a baptism. And as we always do, um, we did, we do it at weddings. We do it wherever we go. Uh, we always try to make sure we watch the game. So we had it on our phones. We were paying attention. Um, but regardless was tough to kind of keep, uh, your attention on what was going on. So we're going to rely on Jason and Oscar here who, who were sitting at home, I'm sure on the couch cozy and fully paying attention to the game. Um, but we watch the highlights and we'll have the highlights running during the game. But those of you watching, tuning in, ask us your questions, your thoughts, your opinions as we go through this conversation. So Oscar, I'll start with you. Um, what are your, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, I have a few opinions, but I'll leave those for last. I feel like I always narrate it and then I answer a lot of what you guys are going to say. So I'll pass the ball to you. Uh, this game was really like not not much history to it. We had a one-way street from the beginning to the end. Um, this is one, one of the most complete games I saw Benfica play. I know we played Maritimo that uh, it's the last place. They're struggling, um, but it's always Maritimo, you know. And and we had a complete complete game. Like it started off after the first goal went in, you just saw the, the Rafa scored. It was is I don't even think I remember Maritimo created one one chance other than the offside goal that they scored. Um, which I thought it was actually onside, but it, you I wanted it to count because I, yeah, was... well, at that time I my guess was three to one. So, but but whatever, like it is what it is. But it, this this game there's not much history. We had we saved Atino. We kind of saved them up for for you know I don't even know why because we had the international break. But I uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm unless unless you just wanted to start as, as soon as just to um, to give him some minutes. Um, but we had a international break, so it kind of surprised me the team didn't start. Um, other than that, man, it, it legit is no story to this game. Uh, we had we could have scored probably 10 goals against Benito with this game, and it wouldn't be a surprise. Um, we missed a few sitters with that, especially Ramos, but uh, <laughs> you know, we also scored two. So I'll give uh, Tank the, the ball and say, Hey, go, go Ramos, but uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what do you what do you add to that? Um, I kind of kind of agree with Oscar. It was just like a, the game was kind of like over when it started. Uh, I mean, the Rafa's goal kind of opened up the floodgates after, but we pretty much dominated the game from start to finish. Um, I will say it was good to see Draxler score a goal. Yeah, um, maybe to build some confidence for him. Um, that was a hell of a shot too. He rocketed it. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was one of those games that we, we legit dominated from start to finish. I know they had that opportunity and. Oh, this, this thing, talk about this one. I wish, I wish he scored, man. Oh, oh my God. God. I was, I was, oh. oh yeah. This one. Yeah. Kid. <laughs> but I mean, th there was opportunities left on the, on the field as well. I agree with Oscar. We could have easily scored 10 goals in this game. Look at this. Look at this guys. Rafa, look at Rafa. Look, 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 look at that pass. Just That's so you nice know. Okay, go ahead. Thanks. Nice <laughs> Mike, did you say a comment that you almost missed it? He did watch but, the I mean, replay. It was good. If you watch the replay, I think there's a replay from behind. The ball is more than a goal. No, no, it's a goal, 100%. Right, look here, right? Like he he tries to chip and he hits the goalie. He like if the goal is a, But, I mean, regardless, yeah. it went in, right? That's what we care about. I don't care if it went off yeah. his ass. But it looked – It was just – He got a fortunate bounce. It was – 
it was good to see him kind of score two goals. It was good to see him to score a goal because it was the two games that he hasn't scored. So um, it was just good. It was a good probably confidence booster going into the international break. And he got called up because Rafa decided to say, I guess I think we're going to talk about that later. But, I mean, it's good for him overall. I thought he was the player of the game for me. And it was kind of a game from start to finish. It was over when Rafa scored the goal. They just kind of folded. Kenny, um, Ba got to start again. I know that we had talked about this at the beginning of the season, right? Is this one of those positions or is this one of those players that we believe is starting caliber, but he's got to earn it? I think that's like three or four games that he started already on the trot. Do we think we're starting to see signs of, of Alexander Ba? grabbing hold of that starting position or is it just a matter of rotation, a matter of giving Gilberto some, some time off? I think it's, it's going to be a matter. I think that position is going to be a matter of just rotating the player every once in a while. I don't think we have a, I think it's going to be dependent on, you know, the game that's going to be played. Um, I think Bob's playing great right now. I, I, I think he brings something different than, than Gilberto brings us a little bit more offensively. Uh, and it's not to say that we needed that in this game, but I think he was just kind of changing up, you know, some of the, some of the players. I, I do like that. He has kind of a, he doesn't just like, this could have been a game where we could have seen four or five different changes, right. Yep. Easily and still won the game comfortably. But I, I like that he keeps, you know, mostly the core and just touches in a player to, to kind of rotate. I, I do like, because I, I like building that, that chemistry, continuing to build that chemistry, not taking, an opponent, you know, uh, for granted, let's say like, like we have in the past, uh, this could have been, you know, this easily could have been a game where, you know, in the last couple of years, we could have been like, Oh yeah, this is no cakewalk. And, and we could have came out of it with a tie or something at home, you know? So, um, yeah, man, I, I think (laughs) when I was, when I was watching the game on my phone, um, it just seemed like every time I was watching it, we were missing goals and I never even got to see a live one. Um, so that's what I remember mostly was like, we had a ton of chances that we missed, but, um, it's a great result, um, against, you know, a poor opponent, but still, nevertheless, we, we took advantage of, of the chances we did have, um, five, nothing's always a great result to have. And Rui's the only one that predicted it. Him and him and Freitas have a consistent prediction pattern. Rui predicts 5-0, Freitas predicts 4-0, and even if they don't send in their prediction, I know what the default is, so <laughs> I always write it down. But he's the only one that got it this time around. Um, Bill, I'll ask you the same question in, in terms of Bod. Do you think he's starting to grab hold of it? Um, and uh, my question to you is, we're starting, to, or we finally started to see uh, Oshness, right? So he got his first start for the team. Obviously, it's only his first start. Um, but do you think this is another situation here that like, right. Tina was the, the chosen one this time around. Um, I think that when push comes to shove, if you're looking at your starting 11 and your strongest 11, I think it's difficult to take Enzo out. Right. So if there was an option there to remove, right. It, in my opinion, I think if there was one to replace, it would be Tino not saying that he's playing great. He's been one of our better players this season, but right. We know what Auschwitz or 
we've seen what Auschwitz can bring to the table. Do you think Auschwitz could be in a similar pattern that we've seen from Ba and Gilberto, whereas there's going to be a little bit more rotation now? He's got familiarity. He's got his legs underneath him. And could, you know, a bad game from Tinu, an injury, really put him in a position that we're now seeing with Tony, right? And Moratu, right? Like one guy jumps in, he's crushing it, right? And now you're put in a dilemma like, fuck, what do I do? Do I revert back or do I stick with what's working? Yeah, I think, I mean, they're, I think they're two very different players. I think it, it depends on, it'll depend on the game who we're playing, right? So I think if it's a game where we need, where we're going to be hit on the counter and we need someone to kind of just sit in front of that back line or at times be like the third back because our, I mean, uh, Ba and Gilberto and uh, Grimaldo, when we have the ball, they're pretty far up the field. So essentially we're playing with our two center backs and Tino sitting in front of them as our three defenders. Um, so if we're going to get hit on the counter, I think, Games like that, I think Tino is probably the has a leg up because I think he's better defensively. But if it's a game like this where, for the most part, we're going to control it, we're going to have possession, yeah, they might hit us on the break a few that times, but, like but for the most yeah. part, we're going to have the ball. Yeah, I think we, we could see some rotation in games like this, but I think if, if fully fit and fully healthy, I think Tino is – our best Trinko right now. And I agree, Enzo, I can't see how we can take Enzo out. So for Auschwitz, I think it's like, he's stuck, right? Like he, A, came late. So he kind of had, took time to, to, to get into the squad. And the two players ahead of him right now are, I mean, arguably two of our better players so far this season. And, I can't see how we can take them out on a regular basis and why we would just to rotate players in if we're not like, if there's a dip in form or if there's a knock, I could see it, but just to do it, to do it. Like I, like I always said, don't, don't try to fix something that, or yeah, don't try to fix something that's not broken. Right. Like those two in the midfield, we complained all year last season for the actually for the two, two seasons about yeah. our midfield duo or trio and we finally got a pair that is fucking working. Yeah. Don't mess with it. Like, just leave it. Let it be. If someone picks up a knock, then we can worry about making some rotations. Yeah, I agree. As for, as for Ba and Gilberto, I, I think, I mean, a few of us said it when we saw it in preseason that we think Ba would eventually take the spot. And I, I agree with what Kenny said. I think Ba gives us a lot more going forward than Gilberto does. But he's also he's fast as fuck, right? So that what he gives us going forward, he makes up for it as well coming back. Like he he can get back if we hit on the counter. He's working his tail to get back. Whereas Gilberto, yeah, his arms are moving a lot, but <laughs> he's not the fastest guy on the field. And I think just what Ba has given us going forward, I think puts him kind of over the edge on on that battle for the right back spot yeah and just looking up here on the for those watching um the stats here for the game 10 shots in the first half of benfica against one from meritimu five on target versus zero 18 actions in meritimu's uh box zero for meritimu four corners versus zero um 
there were four fouls from Benfica, three from Maritim, 76% possession versus 24. Like this, this stat right here just shows how little Maritimu did. Like it was basically, let's just go there and pray for the best. And, um, you know, full-time stats, 23 shots for Benfica, 12 on target, 46 actions in Maritimu's box. Maritimu had four shots, one on target. Um, I don't even remember Audi save, to be honest with you. I think it came in the second half, mid-second half. Um, but 72% possession versus 28 Right, so I think it just shows how drastic from first to last this really was uh, on in all aspects, not just on paper, but uh, on the field. We what have, was the score at halftime? Wasn't it only one nothing at half? Yeah, it was one zero. Yeah, and then Gonzalo yeah. Ramos scored like one minute into the second half. Um, hey, I'll open this. Going to the next thing, like let's not forget, like Maritimo has suffered five goals from all, Porto and Braga as well this Correct. season. Like, Correct. And I'm just looking at the stats right now from between Braga and Maritimo and, and Braga's play, uh, home, and they're very identical to this. So, so even though we're talking about Benfica, like there's other teams out. Like Maritimo is just bad. It's just bad. Correct. Yeah. Correct. No, I 100% agree with that. And I mean, uh, but, but, but but this is. To that point, yeah, like we didn't we didn't drop our level down to their level. No. You know what I mean? Like in, in in the past, we could have easily squeezed out of here with a very tight result, right? Where we did what we ex- what we should be doing, which was kill this team. So that's- yeah, and if if you look at all the circumstances, right? Like we just came off of a high, beating Juve in the Champions League, coming into this game, Porto slip, Sporting slip, and we took it like, correct. And how many times in the past have we had the advantage, like we're able to to extend the gap up top and we fuck up against yeah. teams we should win. And we came into this game, Maritimo in horrible form. We should have smashed them and we did. So it was one of those things where like historically or in the last couple of years, a game like this with the circumstances around it, that our Champions League win against Juve, Porto Spartan slipping like, we easily could have dropped points in a game like this in the last two or three seasons. I agree. Um, there's a question in the comments from Red Baron. Um, but before that, um abraço ao Artur e à Alzenda. Um abraço para vocês. Red Baron, welcome back. He says, Auschwitz, Tino, and Enzo will be used in a 4-3-3 like against PSG. That's uh, so, Red Baron. We'll ask you who, who do you take out to play that four three three? Um, and Red That's Baron tough. says, he, he's gonna I say think he's going to say I, think I don't agree. He says a confiança faz toda a diferença. Esta equipa está confiante, é verdade. Um, uma equipa que está a ganhar, um, continua a ganhar confiança, ainda sem perder, ainda sem um resultado negativo. Por isso isso começa a aumentar, aumentar, aumentar. O que resta saber é como é que a equipa vai reagir depois de um resultado menos positivo, seja um empate, seja uma derrota. Um, but I'll open this up to you guys. Austin and Enzo in a 4-3-3. It's a, it's a midfield three that gives you a lot of functionality. It gives you a lot of um, coverage on the field in terms of occupying space. It gives you muscle. It gives you uh, passing. Um but like Red Baron says, Joe Mario, in his opinion, is the sacrificed one. Can you guys see a, a formation like this with someone like Joe Mario being sacrificed? And again, I'll open up to whoever wants to. No, no. I, 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 
go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm just saying, I see like Joao Mari of last year, yes, 110%. But Joao Mari this year, the hustle that he's been given defensively and offensively, I think offers more than, than Arsenal's. So who would you who would you sit if it was those three? Who would you? I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't start those three right now. In a in a in a fatigue, I would not. Jamari gives me the confidence to that you'll help defend as well as a going off going offense. So like I wouldn't. I wouldn't put those three in sacrifice Jamari. I would not. But if you did have to. I'll take Gonzalo Ramos. Anybody can score those goals that he scores. (laughs) So you're playing. So you're gonna play with no. Anyone else see this happening? And who do you think would be the sacrifice? I mean, we talked about, I think we touched on this last week, maybe, or maybe that was after the pod. I can't remember. But we we touched on, like, against PSG, there's certain teams where realistically you can't just trot out your, like, same lineup, same type of tactics. Right. There's some teams you're going to have to kind of change the way you play to the way they're going to they're going to play. And I agree with that, but the way we're, we've been playing, I, I just I struggle to to like wrap my head around changing the formation and then taking out Jean Mario because I agree with what Oscar said. I think Jean Mario has been one of our best players. I think the game. He's not, I mean, he's showing up on the score sheet sometimes, but I think what he offers to the team and his work rate so far this year, I can't, I can't just, I can't wrap my head around taking him out to put in, um, Aus- whatever his fucking name is. Auschness, guys. Jesus an Christ, act- dude. If it's pronounced as Frederick. Act- I, I, What's his I, first I, name? Frederick. Frederick. Yeah, Frederick. Ufred. 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 Hey, Freddy. To take him out, to, to put him in, he has one game, like... As a starter. Match fitness. He's... But, I mean, he's come in for, like, yeah. 15, 10, 15 minutes. Like, that's the thing. Yep. You're going to throw him in for PSG. Like, yeah, okay. eventually he's going to have to play games like that. But I, I think the way our, our team's performing, I, I would keep our tactics, keep the formation. I wouldn't mess with it just yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't touch anything right now. But let's not forget that Auschwitz was a Roger guy. Like, he, he brought him into the squad. That's his bet, right? That's his player. And I think he's – I mean, I think he's he's played well when he's in there. Um, and he's he's going to just keep building chemistry and building momentum and, and form. I mean, anything can happen at the end of the season. Towards, or, you know, as legs get heavier, you know, the, the tide's going to change at some point, right? Let's let's face it. I mean, João Mario saw a huge drop off in form towards the end of last season, so I, it's a good option to have. Yeah, hundred percent. And and he's and he's he's Roger's guy, so he's going to get like you know he's always going to come into these games, and you know I, I thought he's played well when he's come in. Um, he's got some grit and hustle in him as well, so we'll see what happens. But I wouldn't. I agree. I wouldn't change anything right now with with the formation of the player. Not only can Drax play against PSG or is there anyone any of those stupid clauses in he, alone? He can you can't do can. that on the international level? Right. Now, I don't now know if you could do it on the let's, national let's level. Think, let's think about Draxler, right? I saw a lot of commentators on uh, I don't know if it was paying Reese or whatever it was, right? 
They were saying that well, then sooner or later Drax is gonna come into the eleven, and I'm thinking to myself, who the hell do you take out to put Draxler in with the form these players are in, right? Because Draxler is a guy that's is he's good, he's got a name, but I don't see him hustling like those guys are in there right now, playing defending and attacking. I don't see him doing that. I see him going I forward with the ball, but every time I see him in there, I don't know if he's just recovering. He's he's jogging back. He's playing like he's messy on on Benfica. You know, so I don't see him running back like Jean Marie does and Erez and Rafa do. So, I'll, who do you take out to put Draxler in? And you put a Draxler in against PSG? No, I wouldn't because they're going to have to, all of them are going to defend as 11, not I think 10 guys. 11 for, guys have to defend. For him to come in, I think the natural options are the guys on the wings, right? Yeah. Anedis or uh, Ajomari, who's playing on the wing, um, or Rafa. But again, I don't see Rafa coming out. He doesn't give us the same thing that Nedis can give us, right? So naturally, the only other option would be a Joe Mario. But like you said, Oscar, right? And it could be just lack of match fitness. It could be a lot of cases, right? But we obviously went out and got him with the intention of him somehow fitting into this puzzle, right? What that puzzle looks like for him, I guess time will tell. That he's capable of being a standout player in the Portuguese league, I think we can all agree on that, that he yeah. can, Right, if he's fit and he's he's confident, so time will tell. But in terms of of um, Auschwitz, um, should I just had the question in my head and I forgot it? Uh, it'll come back to me. Um, what I wanted to touch on. So there's a couple of comments here as well. So first, um abraço ao Pedro Costa. Boa noite, benfiquistas, diz ele. E depois temos aqui uma curiosidade que é o Vasco Santiago Marques. Ou é a mesma pessoa que o SL Vaster, ou então tem, a, tem o mesmo cérebro e a mesma, mesma maneira de pensar. Because o Vasco diz aqui: não consigo entender como é que o Gonçalo Ramos foi o homem de jogo. O Rafa jogou muito melhor, mas infelizmente ele nunca recebe o mérito que merece. E depois, de repente, o SL Vaster coloca a mesma pergunta, <laughs> mas em inglês. <laughs> isto, isto é impressionante mesmo. Oscar, you want to take this one? It's his, yeah, his alter ego. I, I actually, I was waiting for you guys to call, go to the man of the match because uh, most of you guys, like Tank said, Gonzalo Ramos, and scoring two goals and missing five, I guess, gets you man of the match for some people. <laughs> but for me, to me, is uh, is uh, is Ra uh, uh, Rafa had unbelievable game. That guy did like I like we talked about in the past. Like, there's a lot of things we criticize about Rafa. Oh, he didn't do the right pass here. Bad decision here. This game, it was on point. The guy was defending, attacking, carrying the ball forward from defense to to the, like the goal that he assisted to Ramos where he chipped the goalie. Is the goal he got at the R18. He ran with the ball uh, up the field and an awesome pass through ball to to Gonzalo Ramos. He did half the goal or more. I think he, he did this, and he did the same almost the same play against Juve, and he got up and laid it off, and that's uh, when he hit the post. 100%. So, like, th this guy, to me, is Rafa is the man of the match. No questions, no And He had an assist in the goal, and Ramos had two goals. Okay? So, but the work was done by Rafa, to me, in my opinion. Um, yeah, S. Alvaster says he's underrated. Um, I wouldn't say underrated. I would maybe say underappreciated, I think, is probably the most adequate way to put it. O Vasco USL, nós queremos saber se... És a mesma pessoa, ou se andas aqui, andais os dois com o mesmo pensamento? Isso é susto, um bocado. Tiago says, Draxler vai crescer agora neste período de pausa de seleções. O Mister não vai mexer no sistema tático, seja com o Marítimo, seja com o PSG. I also agree with that. I think, like you guys said, right? There's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Against PSG, everyone expects us to lose. 
right? We have nothing to lose, right? Go out there and, you know, do what you got to do. Keep rolling the dice and, and hopefully the momentum takes us in a positive way and, and we can get something positive out of it. Um, Red Baron says the thing now is that we have options. We have Rafa, we have a Draxler, an Auschnitz, a Jomari, despite still having Chiquinho on the bench. I really think I really think uh, Roger thinks of Chiquinho and uh, those guys as you know when you, when you put in like um, to basically to kill the game, like you say, okay, squad players. Yeah, you you were legit like okay, you're gonna this is the game is a one zero two two zero at the seventieth minute. We put in these players. To go kill it. That's it. The game, yeah. the game off. That's we're done. Like there's no nobody scores on us. We don't score any more goals. I think that's what he considers those guys, and it's been working. So I mean, they'll they'll run their socks off. They're technically not the best, but like they'll put it out there. And if you can get guys that are that know their role, right, and they're not going to be pissed off at like, oh, I only play ten minutes here. I only play five minutes here. They know their role. They're happy, right? They know what their contribution is. I think that makes for a good locker room environment. Right, you don't have egos or like what the fuck. I only get ten minutes here. I only get five minutes there. Um, Red Baron says, get, but then you get, but then you have guys like to have ambitions, like like the guy that plays left yeah. back or, or seek whatever it is. Yeah, and he didn't get called for this national team because he only played eight minutes. You know, so that's kind of that creates issues. In True, the but he's also been injured, right? So you would hope that he understands, right? Like he hasn't had more opportunities because he hasn't really been fully no, available. Because Grimald is on fire, you can't correct. Take- yeah, exactly. I don't see him taking a spot. Um, let's see. I, I got I got something on this game too. Yeah. And I, I kind of brought it up uh, to you, Mike. Um, so the substitutions, right? So I I didn't even realize John Brooks came in, but so it looks like he, that's an ovation. That's for an ovation. He, he, he brought in, <laughs> yeah. He, he he put some guys in here, right? Hustich, Brooks, um, brought in Draxler. One guy that I think this would have been a good opportunity to get him going a little bit would have been Musa. And I know, Mike, you told me, you know, Gonzalo Ramos is on a hat trick. He probably wants to wants him to finish off the game. But I think this would have been a good opportunity to get Musa's confidence up, maybe get him a goal, um, especially against, you know, this opponent. You know, the way the game was going, he was gonna definitely going to have chances. Um, so I think that was a probably, a, I wouldn't say like, you know, a misstep or whatever, but I think it could have, could have been useful to put Musa in um, during the game. I, I agree. But like, I, I think that again, my, my view of it was he was on a hat trick, right. And at home, let him ride it out. Jay, I'm not sure if you have a thought on that. I know you're not a big Musa guy, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't opposed to the substitutions, so I had nothing to say. Jay was rooting Musa, for Musa, Musa hasn't really impressed me as much as he impressed you guys. So, I'm no, but at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, he's our backup, right? So if something goes wrong with Ramuz, well, Musa's got to be in top form, right? And I think guys struggling a little bit with some confidence, right? He's not when he comes in. I agree, he hasn't been like spectacular, right? He, I, I don't even know if he has a goal, but I think these these type of games are opportunities that he could have taken advantage of, and you know. Who knows when the next next chance he'll get is? It's probably I think I, I'm all for I'm all for rotation. Um, I know you guys were touching base on like the midfield. I I like when they 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 like maybe not every single game, but like Enzo's gonna need some breaks. Like you know what I mean? Like Ramos is gonna need some breaks. But I think Ramos wasn't he out for the last game or something? Yeah, they have two weeks off suspended. right now. Yeah. Well, well, Enzo yeah, but like I think he was off, and I think he probably just wanted to play. Play him yeah. or something. I don't know. I just feel like I think he's. 
I, I can't say anything bad about what the coach is doing. <laughs> I mean, we're, no, I agree. we're 13 in a row, and I mean, we could probably nitpick you know, like when the guys can come in, but maybe Musa could have came in, yeah, but maybe he wanted to give John Brooks his debut. So I think that's what he wanted to do in front of the fans because I don't think John Brooks is going to be playing too much. And the first thing he did was foul. They come in to get their, you know, kill the game, get the yellow card, right? There you go. Clean up. Clean up the mess. Red Baron says as soon as Brooks came in, he laid a guy out. Um, I'd rather see him come at the side of play, play at the side of lose than play away. Like, imagine him at the sure. ground coming in. Like, that would be scary. I'd be scared. Yeah. Yeah. I'd okay. love to see John Brooks knock the fuck out of Octavio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Anti-Ramio, he's at it. Carlos Nicola says... As opiniões podem divergir em relação aos melhores em campo. Uma coisa certa, a nossa equipa é um por todos, todos por um. É verdade. Um, boa noite para a Estela. Um, Ricardo Cavada Silva. Boa noite ou boa tarde ou bom dia, onde quer que estejas. Henrique Arujo, why not play is better than Musa. I, I've, been, uh, I've been wondering about Henrique Arujo. Like, I, I kind of agree Because he started the season as like the option off the bench. The, the, guy, the guy maybe taking yeah. over Ramos. And then Ramos. all of a sudden it's Musa and now he's on Henrique's on I, the B team. But what I can appreciate is, again, going back to like knowing what your role and your function is, right? Like I think guys like Enrique Arujo, Paulo Bernardo, those guys like know what their function is, right? And and they'll have their opportunity. But what I do appreciate is that he's not letting them just rot on the bench, right? And we saw that with JJ, right? Paulo Bernardo would sit on the bench. This guy would sit out to Arujo, Tiago Arujo would sit on the bench, right? Like if if Roger sees that they're not going to play this weekend, send him to the B team, right? Enrique Arujo scoring goals for the B team. He was just the man of the match this weekend. Rodrigo Pino scoring goals for the B team, right? So if anything, it's at yeah, least one keeping them. Good. Yeah. And if anything, it's keeping them fit, right? And they're playing, right? Like they're somewhat, right? Obviously they want to be playing for the A team, but they're not just sitting on the bench, you know, twiddling their thumbs like, fuck, I'm not playing. I don't play for the A. I don't play for the B. I just practice and I don't do anything else, right? So I can appreciate that. But I do think it's an interesting topic that, right? Like you guys said, Enrique Rouge, who started, looked like he was going to be the second option. And now, all of a sudden, he started to fall down the pecking order. Um, Red Baron says, I also agree. Enrique Rouge is better than Musa. I, I don't agree. agree. I don't agree. I think they're different types of strikers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but time will tell. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, he says, Ricardo says he's quick, fast, and a better finisher. Uh, Ricardo, uh, Enrique Rouge. Um SL Vasta, sinceramente, eu acho que o Rodrigo Pinho e o Henrique mereciam mais oportunidades para jogar do que o Musa. Wow. The fan base has consensus. Yeah. Musa is getting a lot of hate right now. I love it. I know, seriously. He's getting a lot <laughs> of hate. I don't love it. Gonçalo Costa, um abraço para ti, Gonçalo. Boa noite, glorioso. Henrique Arujo will be the next Jonas Pistolas. Believe me, greetings from Lisboa. Boa noite. I hope so, I hope so man. I really do hope so. I mean, he's given he's given signs of being a, 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 a guy that's always in the right spot. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's a good that's a good a good feeling to have about a striker. Um, hopefully, he just pans out because um, we we would need somebody like that. And that's the thing that I that I that I pointed out earlier in the season, which is I think that Enrique Araujo has that killer instinct because of what you said, right? Like he's, he just always manages to be in the right spot, right? He may score it with his shin, his knee, his thigh, but he just always seems to be there. 
and that's the one thing that again could come with time for Gonzalo Ramos, right? Like it'll come with time. He's young, right? Experience, more minutes. But for me, that's the one thing that stands out between the two of them is Enrique seems to have like that just natural um, gravitation to like that spot, right? I like that ball's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Whether or how I score it, it's going to go in. But I don't know. It's just the one thing for me that stands out. And it's interesting to see that, you know, you also said that is, you know, that killer instinct or, or that knack for being in the right place at the right time. But hey, I won't mind having both of them firing on all cylinders and scoring goals left and right. It'd be good for us. Um, closing this off, actually, uh, kind of let's do the MVP and then I'll, I'll tie these other comments into the into the discussion so oscar i think he he said rafa jay who's your mvp here uh ramos. okay gonzalo ramos with two goals the first one was very nice i will say nice touch nice flick threw the goalie off bill who would you pick from what i saw i, I go rafa okay rafa kenny <laughs> i didn't see much so i'll go with the goals so i'll go with ramos all right. And I, I think an interesting thing here is the numbers in terms of the ratings, right? Like it's not very often that you see a team have, you know, almost all sevens are up, right? Apart from Auschwitz, Enzo, Joe Mario, and Audi. I'm surprised Audi even got a 5.6. I, think he touched I was about to say one. it's a good thing when all these <laughs> below five. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that, you know, it's not very often that you see that many high ratings, um, which I, I think, it, again, it just goes to show how one-sided this game was. I kind of um, think Enzo's, Enzo's rating is a little low. I thought he balled out. I thought so, too. From Again, from what I saw, um, I thought he did he did pretty well. Um, let's see what we got here in the comments before I jump to that next one. Musa tem muito que provar. É um jogador que ainda não demonstrou ter qualidade aceitável para o nosso clube. agree. Há muitos que dizem isso, Tiago. Um, não és o único. Uh, Ricardo says, Ramos is good, but fails too much in front of the keeper. Again, I think we all agree with that. He misses misses opportunities. But, but we dealt misses... with that for five years, so I think we can... Correct. I agree with that. And just a side note here. I don't know if you guys saw the news, but Seth is very unhappy yes. in Turkey. He has not played a minute in the last like five games, and he had an argument with the coach saying, I came here to play. And since Icardi signed for Galatasaray, he hasn't, you know, sniffed the field. So you never know. I mean, Seth might be coming back to Lisbon in January. He might terminate the the loan spell, which would be a nightmare for Benfica from finances perspective. It would just be a hot mess. So hopefully that's not the case, but just uh, so you guys know, Alexandre da Silva says, Boa noite, Fiquistas, porque vocês não falam português. Alexandre, hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês. Uh, obviamente, por causa do horário, seria um, uh, mal uh, da nossa parte uh, decidir ter um podcast em português às 8 horas da noite para nós, que em Lisboa são 2 da manhã. Uh, por isso, amanhã, quarta-feira, temos o podcast em português com um painel diferente, por isso estás à vontade de participar aqui na nossa conversa em português, nós todos percebemos português, mas hoje é o nosso podcast em inglês. Um, Gonçalo says he was at the stadium, Enzo ha is a perfect machine. He is. He's a well-oiled machine. Uh, hopefully we can keep that machine in Lisbon for as long as possible. Um, and Red Baron says, for this, we don't take returns for Sefero Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a but it wouldn't be a return he's still ours 
<risos> so, um, and Tiago says, e emprestamos o Musa. Recebemos <laughs> o Seferovic de, de volta e emprestamos o Musa. Um, yes. What I want to ask you guys is a, a few different things here. Benfica is flying high, right? Uh, seven league wins in a row. Um, I believe 13 games in a row in terms of all official competitions. Does this break for the national team is an advantage or is it a disadvantage in our situation? How do you guys see it? It hurts us. You think so? And, and the reason it hurts us to me is because the, our rivals are having bad, bad, like, uh, you know, patches right now. They like the legit, they're struggling. So I think with, uh, with Benfica being on a high and them being on a, on a, on a bad streak, it would help us to continue playing because we would hope they would lose a few more points here and there and us take advantage of it. Now there's a break. Everybody goes away for two weeks. They come back and kind of like, uh, starts from like a start from fresh. We're going to, and then that may, that, that may push up, you know, Porto and Sporting come back in a little more motivation to, to do better. I'm not sure, but I think it hurts us. Do you guys agree? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Oscar. I think that, you know, resetting after the break is, could absolutely happen. And, you know, like, we're riding this momentum right now. Our, our momentum could completely break apart, right? And and our rivals can turn it around. So I I agree it, it kind of sucks because we are on such a roll right now. But I do believe that we have something for real this year with Roger and his team. Um, I just hope everyone comes back healthy, especially Enzo, uh, <laughs> because I think that's where the biggest weakness is, is – if he goes down, I think we see a, or if he goes down with an injury or is, is out for a while, that's where we could see a, a break in this team. I mean, and, yeah, I, I see that argument, that side of the argument, but I, I think it, it, it could be a, like a help, right? Like the, the amount of games we've played with the qualifiers of the Champions League, the Champions League group state, like a lot of fucking games on uh, to start the season already. And I think having this two-week break for the players that aren't going away, which there's not many, but it's it's a nice break. And even for the players that are going away, they're not playing as much as they would be if they were at the club, right? Like they're playing one game a week, right? That's a good amount of rest when you're used to every three days uh, going going into a game. So I, I think it could it could be useful for us, especially with with the amount of games we've had to start the season. Yeah, just quickly in the chat here. Ricardo says, I understand a little English. Abraço do Porto, de um benfiquista. Um abraço para ti aqui dos Estados Unidos, abraço. de todos nós. Um benfiquista a viver no Porto. É difícil. É difícil, difícil. De certeza, de certeza. <risos> um abraço para ti. Continua uh, a participar aqui nesta nossa conversa. Red Baron says, I think we can rest some players, like Bill was saying, from a physical perspective, right? We've played a lot of games. Um, some of these players who are leaving are going to go and play somewhere else, right? So it's not and like travel, like yeah. to Argentina. I, I think that's what scares me is that that they the break ruins our streak, and then the players, like the most important player to us, is Enzo, and he's going up to. If you guys don't like this two week break, what are we going to say in November when we stop for fucking two months? No, yeah, it's it's dumb. I, I don't like yeah. the World Cup in the, in the winter. I think that's yeah, I think it's stupid. It's so stupid. And Enzo, I think Argentina's playing their game here in the U.S., or at least one of them. Yeah. Um, so it's less of a flight than to Argentina, but and I don't I mean, know where their second traveling, game 
traveling in you know first class like we do yeah like the first class like yeah they're able to stretch their legs yeah they get a full bed not a seat that reclines an inch yeah um Gonçalo Costa says next games Porto Braga someone will lose points we will win in Guimarães carrega Benfica don't worry boys eu gosto da tua confiança Gonçalo espero que seja assim o caso um empatezinho que achas what do you guys think a tie be the best result for us or one of them winning probably the best result but I I do think Braga is going to beat them I hope Braga oh beats them. no 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 Bra- I dude, Porto, Porto I think has a, a, a shares with Braga they own shares in that company <laughs> <laughs> the conflict of interest. <laughs> um, Alexandre says, Eu também entendo o inglês, só perguntei para as pessoas do meu lado que não entendem. Por isso, como eu digo, Alexandre, estás à vontade de participar aqui na nossa, nossa conversa em inglês ou em português, todos nós percebemos. Por isso, uh, está tranquilo, à vontade, uh, participa aqui nesta nossa conversa, seja em inglês, seja em português. Nós iremos abordar uh, as tuas questões ou comentários. Uh, a Selvastra says, eu acho que o mês de outubro vai ser muito complicado porque vamos ter de jogar na mesma semana com o Porto e o PSG uhum. uh, e também acho que depois do Porto vamos, uh, jogamos com a Juventus if I'm not mistaken, mas já, já lá vamos um, yeah. PSG, gonna... Porto, Juve yeah, three in a row, ali seguido, tal uh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be tricky what I'm gonna ask you is, I'm gonna open it up to you guys as well uh, whoever wants to jump in here um, Benfica won first seven games of the league. Last year, we won the first seven games of the league. And as I was putting this information together, like Oscar was sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> I could, you know, I could feel Oscar's presence on my shoulder. GJ. Like, yeah, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. Yep, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. So It's funny because I have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we won the first seven games of the league last year. We won the first seven games of the league this year. Um and we're in a similar spot. And after that seventh game, we lost at home against Portimonense in a game that we had N opportunities to score and we didn't and we lost on a goddamn corner kick. This time last year, Porto had won five and drew two. They tied 1-1 against Sporting. They tied 1-1 against Maritimo. They had lost four points at this point. This season... They have won five, drawn one, lost one. They drew against Studio. They lost against Liwaf. So they've lost one more point than they did last year at this point. Sporting last year won five, drew two. They tied Famalicão. They tied Porto, losing four points. This season, Sporting has won three, uh, lost three, and drawn one. They drew Braga. They lost to Porto. They lost to Chaves. They lost to Boa Vista. They've lost 11 points so far so seven more points than they did last year porto lost one more point than they did last year at this point Befica is exactly the same and i have to ask the question can we see do you guys see something similar potentially being able to happen to this team and if yes why if no what is that difference or the differentiator here that makes you feel more confident and then i'm going to also add into this is are we much better than our rivals or are our rivals far worse than what they were last year? And whoever wants to jump in and we can just make this a round table. You guys can start, but I have a lot to say. So you guys can. Uh... I, I feel well, like the biggest, the biggest difference and probably, I mean, we'll probably all agree. 
why we're feeling better than we did last year is just the way we're playing and the way we're correct. But seven right? wins is seven wins. I know, but uh, there was games last year in those seven wins where we look like absolute shit. Correct. But there were also we, games we'd be family count five to one, right? Like, and I'll, as yeah. you're talking, I'll go back and look at what the, Oh, I have the scores right here. I'm an idiot. We beat, um, we beat one, nothing. Correct. We beat. So last year, seven games, Muradens one, Benfica two, Benfica two, Aroca zero, Gilbicent zero, Benfica two, Benfica two, Tundela one, Santa Clara zero, Benfica five, Benfica three, Bovista one, uh, Guimarães one, Benfica three. Right. So like, we had some decent results. We were scoring goals. We weren't conceding too many, um, but just wanted to throw that out there. Bill, continue. Yeah, but the way we play, I, I to Correct. me, the, the biggest thing different. is that the way we're playing, the mentality of this team is completely different than what we saw last year and the year before that. To me, that's the biggest difference. And I, I think, I think with, in comparison to like our rivals, I think it's like a mixture of we got stronger and they didn't. They got weaker. They didn't. They lost some good players and didn't really uh, buy anyone. Uh, I think Ricardo mentions it here about Porto, right? Like they sold players, but they don't have money. They don't have money no, to go buy anyone. Like Ricardo was talking about my comment. Said difícil. É difícil ser benfiquista no Porto. He'll be no. His, é his, nada. His, Saiu a rua vermelho e branco. Yeah, yeah, his last. Call, he just made one where he oh, said Porto não tem equipa nem dinheiro. Yeah, for you, right? I mean, in Sporting, Ruben and Mourinho essentially said the same thing during the transfer window. Like, they didn't have the money to go buy players and that they prepared the season incorrectly, I guess, if I remember correctly. Yep. So I think we got stronger. Our rivals, our typical rivals, got weaker. I think Braga looks very good. Um, but I, I think what has me feeling a lot better than last year at this point is the way we've played the performance we've put in. I mean, going to Juve and beating Juve isn't an easy task regardless of their form they're in right now. Right. Like I think in the way we did it is something you can hang your hat on. So for me, that's, that's my biggest takeaway so far from the season. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with Bill. Like I think that we're just an overall better team. We have we invested very well um, from the looks of it from the start. Looking like players like Enzo, like those are difference makers for me, especially for for our team. He basically controls the game for us. Um, I think, like I said, I I agree with what Bill said as well. With where Portland Sporting lost some of their more talented players and they didn't reinvest. That's why we see a stronger Braga this year where they pretty much didn't really sell anyone. I don't think really, but they kept their main star and they're progressing along the league as well, being two points behind us. So um, I'm more confident. <laughs> Maybe Oscar has this written down his notes. I <laughs> think that the He's coach is better down. this year. I think the team is listening to the coach more um, this year. Roger Ball, maybe better than JJ Ball. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I, I'm still not fully there because we've been bit in the ass before. Yep. But I, I I am more confident in this year's team than last year's team, I would say. Okay, yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with, with everything these guys have said. I think we we have a much better bench 
my opinion. So obviously the midfield was a big concern of mine last year. And I think we, we've gotten better at that position and we also have better options off the bench. So even when games aren't going our way, I think we have options that off the bench that, that can change a game. So that is one, one of the difference. Uh, the second difference and I think the most important one is the fact that our rivals are, in my opinion, much weaker than last year. Porto, I've, I've actually seen quite a few of their games. They are not playing well at all. And when they fall apart, they, they totally fall apart. Um, and that's very rare to see from, from Porto. I mean, there's always that team with Sergio Conceição always fights to the end. And you rare, rarely see that happening this year. So I think that's that's a huge difference that I see. Um, and I think Braga's right now our direct uh, our direct um, yeah rival to, to the season. I think they have the better chance of of keeping up with us. Uh, but I do worry still. Like we haven't seen how this team um, reacts to a defeat, and who knows? I mean, we like you said last year we we strung seven in a row. We lost one, and then things kind of fell apart. I don't know what's going to happen once we once we finally lose one. I, I hope we I don't hope we don't lose all season, right? I hope they they stick to ties and they stay undefeated. But who's to say that once something happens, how we react? That's where I want to see. I actually am very curious to see how we react to to something like that. Um, so, and then finally, you know, I do have to give it that I I think a change in manager and style and tactics and the pressure that this, this coach um, instills on the team, like the high press and staying on top, like just getting the ball back from our opponents. Um, yeah. We've seen it in bits and pieces, like the first 10 minutes of a game, but like we see it a lot throughout the game, even at the very end of games when we're, you know, in a zero zero game or we're, you know, losing to uh, not losing, the, the game where we got the, the PK at the end, like we fought to the very end in a couple of these games to, to turn the result in our favor, where that has that did not happen in the last two seasons. We were not able to turn results once we were down. Like we never saw the fight towards the end of games and extra time uh, was just non-existent. And that was a big uh, downer for me. And this year there's there's more fight. You definitely see it with these guys. I agree. Oscar, before I pass it to you, uh, just touching the comments here, I think Red Band says, I think we're much better. Um, we already touched on that. Ricardo says, the champions assist and report by Fizz Zero Pontos, acredite in me. El Salvador, I think this year's team is much better physically. Is that Gonzalo says, the difference is the manager, the difference is the compromise of the team, the difference are the players, the uh, preparation the physical preparation our squad's better more consistent than last year porto and sporting are weaker in their midfield i said that to you guys offline both of them lost their best players or bet their better players and didn't replace them with players that were even close to that level um right and it's hard to compete you can't make you know you can't make wine with you know apple juice at least i don't think you can maybe you can i don't know but <laughs> Jay, you're muted um what are you saying jay was that what was that player you said in the midfield when you saw his name Bruno Costa? Bruno Bruno Costa. He used to play for Pas Ferreira. Like that that type of player can not be nowhere near Porto starting eleven. But I think it goes to show their lack of, of options. Um, Vas Salvaster Benfica de Jorge Jesus raramente fazia um pressão constante. É verdade. 
Ricardo César agora o Roger surpreendeu-me, o Florentino para o Jesus não servia, no Benfica uh, é o as de Copas no meio campo um, está a jogar muito bem e o Bigode à Benfica um abraço para vós uh, outro grande podcast do nosso Benfica um abraço para vós um, says Mike, great season so far, é verdade so far um, Carlos Nicola, continuação de boa noite a todos os presentes, ao continuo bem fixo por este e outros momentos que fazem com que o nosso glorioso seja ainda mais forte. Tudo vale a pena, se a alma não é pequena e a nossa é grande. Benfica sempre. Um abraço para ti, Carlos. Mais uma vez, obrigado por uh, seguires aqui o nosso cantinho. E uh, boa noite para ti, que sei que já é tarde aí desse lado. Por isso, um obrigado por uh, participares aqui nesta nossa conversa. Bigode, grande abraço a todos, igualmente para ti. Um, Oscar, agora... Vê lá nos teus apontamentos. Yeah, by the way, we, we need to make this a segment, like call it Oscar notes or something. Like Oscar's, no, 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 no. Oscar's we, notepads. You guys, you guys said a lot of the stuff I was going to say. But I'll, I, I just want, you know, I like to compare things, you know, apples yeah. to apples. So last year we had a preseason. We started, we, we played at the qualifiers against uh, Spartak and, and PSV, right? Mm -hmm. We won all the games, but we tied PSV with 0-0. And then we went and won the first seven games of the season. We we only, we won the, on the seven games. We won two by one goal. This season we already won three by one goal. So and the, and the only difference that and I don't know if you guys remember last year when I was I kept saying it, both all of you guys kept saying win is a win, win is a win. And I'm like, listen to look how we're winning these games. Look how we're winning these games. Like it's not convincing. It's like a a goal the 90th minute. You know, result. And it's a win is a win. And Mourinho wins a lot of games like that too. So it's a win is a win. And I'm like, okay, wait until we lose the, the first game and see how we re, how we react. And that happened. Like so, last year is exactly what what I what I thought it was going to happen. This year is we're playing with more confidence, and I think that's the the biggest big biggest difference between last year and, last, and this year is the confidence that this coach instills in these players. Um, they are like that's that reminds me of the Rasa that that we were used to watching if he could play with that Maxi Pereira Rasa. Like every single play on the eleven, then Rasa and plays for the win, plays until the last second of the game. The Juan the Juan Mario goal that he took off his shirt, he got a red card. It just showed like the rasa that everybody plays until the last second of the game, until the whistle blows, right? So to me, the biggest difference is the, is this is what the coach brought into the team that it wasn't there last year. We the, the you guys mentioned the pressing, you guys mentioned that like how how confident we are coming from behind. Uh, where last year if we went we went down a goal, we struggled to get come back to the game. This year it's been three games on the seven. Three games we came from behind and won the game. So it's like the players coming in. You guys mentioned as well that other the other teams, Sporting Porto, have lost a lot of players and then re replaced them with good players. This year we did the total opposite. We got players out of the system that were not did not fit in. And you guys can bring PZ, bring whatever the fuck you guys no. want. I, I I'll take it. And the players that like basically were there because of status and not because they were helping the team. And this guy came in and and basically fixed all that they brought in play basically like filled in spots with players that we needed and 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 uh and we have now some backup for those players that we needed so to me is it's it's what this coach brought and it's the biggest difference of the coach jjl but 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 can i can i just add something Let, let's not forget though that the team last year despite some of the names and how what they cost was far like especially the midfield i'm talking um midfield and like everton was a huge disappointment not even compared to nez and i know nez has kind of struggled a little bit but 
the Ned is is like ten times the player that that Everton was, and the midfield makes a huge difference this year. Like, do you think if Roger had the team last year, that he would he would he would be having them play the way he's playing right now? I don't think I don't think not not a hundred percent. Well, the, the, the thing is, like, maybe those players don't play Roger's style of soccer. Maybe those players are not fit for that. Like, Weigel was our best player last year, and this year didn't fit into his system. Like, that's that's the that's the biggest difference. He basically got the players that he needed to fit a system. Like, Florentino wasn't good for Jesus, but it's perfect for him. Florentino wasn't good for Rui Vitoria, but it was perfect for Bruno Lage. Like, it's all about the system that you're, the coach is, is, is coaching. And and what fits what fits with what with the rest of the players, right? And Roger brought in these players like Enzo that fit like a glove. Got rid of Vigo because Florentino fits with with Enzo, and Vigo probably did not fit with Enzo. So that, that that's the things like these. Got rid of Tarab. Got rid of Tarab. We haven't gotten rid of him yet. He's still on the B team. This coach was smart enough to to basically get rid of the bad apples and I fed some bad apples and. Start a team from fresh with the players that can give him what he wants. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, quickly here, Bigoda Benfica says it's late here. I'll watch the show tomorrow. Viva Benfica, Ricardo says, Uma boa noite, bom descanso, campeões. Foi um prazer e sempre Benfica até debaixo d'água. Um abraço para ti, Ricardo. Um abraço para ti, para o Bigoda Benfica. E o Gonçalo diz, See you soon, it's late in Lisboa. Tomorrow work. Hashtag amo to Benfica. Boa noite. SLBES says our big signings last year were big flops. It's true, except Darwin. That guy was awesome. Now, let me ask you a question. About, let me bring up Darwin, since you're talking about Darwin. Um, do you think with the system we play today, which is on the final third of the game, of the field, most of the time, do you think Darwin would do better in this system than he did last year playing counterattack most of the time like we did? Because uh, Darwin, Darwin's, Darwin's forte was a long ball pace. and Darwin chases it. Yeah, pace. And and we're not tiki playing tics. like that anymore. We're playing tiki-taka soccer. And I think, think Darwin is a tiki-taka player. I don't think he – I personally don't think that he would – if he plays in this system with the players that we have, I think he would have to play in Ramu's spot. And to be a lone striker at this moment – I still think, just like Ramos, I think that they're players that need to mature their finishing, right? And I think he, like you said, is was better coming off the wing, cutting inside, getting into space. He's clumsy at times with his feet. Gonzalo Ramos is clumsy at times with their feet. But, like, you have to be a good scorer there. And I, I think that in this system, I think we'd probably be forced to, like, make him fit in, in a way, Right. Unless you take out a Jean Mario or you take out a Nez, and you're probably not going to do that. But he needs green. He needs a lot of green. A lot of I, green to do run. Do you think that he would I do good in this? I think he would smash. You think so? I think he would do so good. I think he'd be team. doing just as good as Gonzalo. I mean, yeah. the goal. I think I he mean, might. I think he might do a little bit. I mean, when you judge a striker, it's goals, right? Correct. And if you like, if he we scored a lot. At, Right, but if we look at like some of the, the, the opportunities that almost has missed, I feel like Darwin Darwin missed some of his those, as well. Probably puts those yeah, away. There's also goals that uh, Remu scored. Like Remu scored Darwin. a lot of goals with his head on the quarter yeah. kicks. How many goals did Darwin scored? Even like that flick that Dar that Remu scored against Marit yeah. the, the second goal. I don't know if Darwin, don't know if Darwin tries that. I don't know if Darwin. He might try it, but I don't think he pulls it off. Yeah, I, I think he would. I, I, I listen. 
I don't think Darwin would fit in this system. And and the reason is because of the, the like what we saw from Darwin last year. And look at look at what the fans in Liverpool are already saying. He's the biggest swap day of the of the Liverpool. Yeah. But you also have to look at it from a Liverpool fan perspective. They got rid of they got rid of Mane, who, in my opinion, is the motor of that team. And I think we're seeing that now with Mane gone, that Liverpool struggling. Salah, yes, um, but Mane played a huge part in that team. Um, a Liverpool team that has been on a high with Liverpool, even though the, uh, with Klopp, even though they haven't won that many titles. But right now, you got a Darwin Nunez who, you know, is unknown to them. You spend a shit ton of money. Right. And now you're like, okay, well, we got rid of Mane and now we got this guy and right. Like two different players. Darren Nunes didn't go replace Mane, even though it it was a sell by. Correct. Nunes, Mane, if anybody went to replace Mane, it was was Diaz. Correct. But he was already there. Mane was already there. Mane basically started losing a lot of his, his playing time because of Diaz, not because of Darwin. Because if only the only player that, Short scared Darwin or Darwin scared him is Firmino, right? Correct. So, so when it comes to Mane, he left maybe because hey, listen, Luis Diaz is coming through and he's like probably one of the best players in Liverpool right now. And I'm gonna lose a lot of time. I think Darwin's just kind of going through an adoption stage, like yeah, I agree. He's not the only one struggling there. That whole team is yeah, yeah. Struggling so I, I think I think he I think he's worth the money. Obviously, because we got paid. Well, not we, but if he got Don't paid. Don't worry, Klopp's going to come back for Enzo, too. Probably. Hey, they can, if they pay another $100 million, <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, keep him here. Um, let's see quickly in here. You know it's impossible for keeping this guy over for a year. Like, yeah, no, I agree. On I, agree. It, I would bet that he might leave in January. He's, I think he's going to be another Ramirez one season, and he's gone. It's going to be tough to keep him. Um, Ricardo, or Ricardo. Há bocado, há, há seis minutos, disseste que ias para a cama. Ainda estás aqui. Ainda, ainda bem, ainda bem. É para, é, está-nos a dizer que a conversa está boa. Tinha que se adaptar com o Darwin e o Horta, partíamos tudo. Yeah, mas, but, but, but Ricardo, who do you leave out? Like, you, okay, Horta comes in, you take out who? Darwin is in, take out Gonçalo Ramos, I'm assuming, right? Mas, like, I don't see, right now, this system is like, you can't take as much as, as, I, as, much as I love Ramos, I would definitely substitute Darwin for him. <laughs> yeah, oh, you probably screw for two games and be like, I want Ramos back. <laughs> hey, at least he tried it. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to lose some players next year, so might as well start stop, start, start stocking it up. Yeah, seriously. Um, all right, move on to the last subject here. Um, we're already a little bit over time, but since it's the last one before break, we can go a little bit into, you know, Portuguese league. We're used to like 56 minutes of stoppage time, so <laughs> we'll keep... We'll keep it consistent here. Um, Ricardo disse, só entre as 15 e 30 da tarde tenho tempo de dormir. Então, <laughs> estás à vontade aqui de participar. Red Baron says, we better start looking for a replacement for Renzo. He'll be gone within a year. It's very likely. Um, last topic here. Rafa and Ramos swap places. Rafa says he is done with the national team. Um, 24 hours later, Fernando Santos and the Federação call up uh, Gonçalo Ramos. Um, it, we've gone back and forth with this. We've had friends of ours who say Rafa's not national team quality. Um, and they also there's, a of, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions. Um, but wanted to get you guys thoughts on this, right? Like a player like Rafa who, 
again, if he's on, like Jay said in our in our other group chat, he's unplayable, right? In the Portuguese league, he's one of the best, if not the best in the league, if he's on and he's confident. Um, right. And now Gonzalo is going to go to the national team, and kudos to him, right? Getting that exposure, getting that experience. Is he going to play? Probably not. Uh, right. But it's a good opportunity for him to just start to grow and and experience those things. But my question here, one is, is does this surprise you guys? First of all, second. Is it weird to you guys? And it is a little bit weird to me. And again, it may be because we're outside of the country, but it's weird to me to see, you know, one Benfica fans being like, yeah, I hope none of Benfica's players go to the national team so they don't get hurt. So they don't this, so they don't that. But then also seeing people say things like, you know, I don't care about the national team. Um, It doesn't say, it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, All I care about is Benfica. Like, I don't know. Maybe I see it differently, but it, it completely confuses the shit out of me that, and it, again, maybe it's because they live there and they don't have that strong of a connection back to like, I don't know how the hell to put it into words, but it, it's all really strange to me. So again, I'll open it up to whoever wants to go first, but one, the Rafa situation and two, just the whole environment and mindset around the national team from an outsider's perspective to an insider's perspective. And I would ask Oscar his opinion because he was born there of all of us. He's the only one that was born there, but he also came here fairly young. He, when he came here, no percebia um caralho de futebol. Era só, era só ovelhas e vacas e ia para o monte. The rest of us didn't know that. But uh, maybe I'll start with Oscar just because he's the only one that was born there. And maybe he has a different perspective than us. I don't know. No, no. I. It's, it's funny that you say that because when I go there on vacation, right, on this, especially in August, um, I asked, you know, my friends I grew up with, I'm like, uh, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, how do you guys not live like this? Dude? I, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. All right. But yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit. They, they, they don't care. They don't care. I think if it's, if it goes world cup of the year 2004, maybe that's probably the only time I saw Portugal as following their country, like the way they, they do. I think it's most, mostly immigrants outside in the stranger that follow the, the, this hard. Um, and then let's go talk to the Rafa topic, right? To me, I think Rafa's given us some hints out of what he uh, basically killed us. You know, uh, he, he did it with Benfica last year, like, uh, you know, yeah. so he got moody and all that. And Kenny talked shit about him for the, for the <laughs> um, so so I think this goes back to the the this last time when he got last called versus uh, before the Serbia game, right? When we didn't qualify for the World Cup direct. Um, that time, that time he got he got supposedly hurt, and then people started talking shit about Rafa not, not having commitment. He wanted to leave on this last time. He didn't want to be there. Blah 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 blah. And nobody came to his aid. Type of saying that's not false. He's hurt. Blah blah. He's, he, we got dispensado. But then only came to prove that the next two call ups he didn't get called. Um, so. So the, maybe those rumors were true that he, the commitment wasn't there and all that. And now he gets called at, when he's on a high, but maybe that's too late for him. That's my theory. I I don't have proof of that. That's me just assuming that's what happened, right? And he gets moody and he holds grudges, I guess. And he goes, hey, now you guys didn't come to my aid, defend me that back then. So why you guys need me now? Fuck you. I'm going to concentrate on being Fika. Done deal. Uh, that's, that's, that's my theory. But obviously I didn't, it's not, it's not, and, and another thing is, people, and people are saying this this thing. It's it's Ronaldo's team. It is a hundred percent Ronaldo's team. And until Ronaldo is gone, I don't think uh, these players like being there. 
players yeah. like Rafa, where they get they probably get they don't give it past Ronaldo. The hands goes up like this, and then they look at Rafa, and he's done for the rest of the season. I did see an article yesterday that said that Rafa wasn't part of like the the Ronaldo click. Yeah. Um, but again, it's all it's all rumor mill here. Um, so do you think I have a question on that? So yeah. do you think when you when you say it's Ronaldo's team, is it also is that is that also part of the reason why Fernando Santos is still there? It could be. It could be because Fernando Santos will, will call Ronaldo and do what Ronaldo wants in that team. So, let me, so, let me, to me, I mean, Ronaldo has a status. Ronaldo is probably yeah. the best player to ever play for Portugal. So he, he holds that status. Nobody can take it from him, right? But you have to know when your time is up. I mean, he's carrying himself in Manchester United. He's carrying himself. He's struggling to touch a ball and not lose it, right? It's, it's almost embarrassing to see him doing this bad. For his name right you know like it's almost like you have been at, at a high for so long and because you're so teimosu you're gonna leave on a low like it's... well look listen as as a ronaldo fan okay me too. i have a, I have a spitcher right there hanging on my i <laughs> i probably will never in my lifetime see another ronaldo you won't. And so i i want to see as much of them listen till till the end all right i think but at the detriment is... of the success yeah, of the that's team. the thing yeah, here's my thing i think the team is good enough if we all say that this team is good enough to be, play without Ronaldo, then why why would it not be now one player is going to so so is this team that weak that with Ronaldo they suck, but without Ronaldo they're so much better? I think if this team is what we really think is this good, then I don't think having Ronaldo yeah. in there is, yeah. is a bad but right, a bad but right now you're being a hypocrite. Bad. You're being a hypocrite, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Because because when when PZ was on Mifiku because of his status. You wanted him out because he was a bad apple, or because he was already over his prime, or he's past his time. But okay, now so you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're comparing PZ to Ronaldo, one I'm of the greatest not, players of all time. I'm not, I'm not comparing Benfica to Celestão either. But Celestão was the first time you've done that. Celestão was a team of, 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 of all the best players in the world, but Portuguese players, well, Portuguese and Brazilian. That's what I call the Celestão now. But, but Oscar, but Oscar, we. I disagree that this team is one that this Sela Sound, these, these this new crop of players is as good as everyone thinks they are. I'm I'm one that does not believe that that we're going to be as good as as what we think we're going to be. I get it, but but Kenny, but, 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 you, but if if everyone thinks that everyone on that this team can be very, very, very successful without Ronaldo, then why is is it having Ronaldo win there that much worse? I think he still brings leadership to that team. Experience and leadership, very, okay. very key. Because who else on that team is going to have that? Pep, okay. Pep is another one. Yeah, Pep. What do you have? A, I, no, no I agree. And, and he's he's on the way out too. Right. I, for me, I just don't see why. Now, my I think what I disagree with is that I think the federation, I think it's time for changing of the guard with Fernando Santos. That's where I think the biggest change needs to be made. And the federation is holding on to Fernando Santos because he won the he won the Euro, thank God, and and that team was was great and successful. But we've now seen a, a, for for quite some time now that this team is ready for a change, and I think bring in bring I think the the new manager will bring in for, you know, just fresh ideas, fresh call ups, whatever it may be. Maybe maybe he doesn't um, bring in Ronaldo anymore, and that era is over. But as long as Fernando Santos is there. He's going to keep calling up the same guys that we all complain about. We, we've right. been complaining about this team so, for, 
So what just to play, to just to play devil, devil's advocate here. Or worse with Ronaldo. Like I'm not, I'm not understanding. So do you, do you go for another coach, not calling Ronaldo, or Fernando Santos staying and calling Ronaldo? I respect the decisions that the, the man, that the manager makes. Okay, I, I, the thing is, is like I, I want to see Ronaldo as as much as I can. But if if the new manager comes in, if a new manager comes in and completely changes everything, and Ronaldo's not called up anymore, I'll respect that. But as long as Fernando Santos is there. We all know Ronaldo's going to be called up. No, Ronaldo. Right. So, is it is it is it the federation holding on to to Fran Santos, or do you think it's Ronaldo telling the federation, "Hey, we're not going to you're not going to get rid of this guy." I'm going to hold on. I'm going to answer that question for you. You know who's piecing all this together, and it's been said time and time George again. Mins. George, George Mins. Mins. Yes, all the whole fucking team is his clients. Yep. That's yeah. the rumor. No, the thing is, like, I saw this is, and I've been saying this for for the last year and a half. And you guys, can, I can pull up the Snapchats on us, not the Snapchats, but the screenshots on my phone. <laughs> I don't want to see your Snapchats. But, but all I know, all I know is that I said, like, there was a glimpse of a, of what Sound showed without Ronaldo, which was when uh, the Nations League, when Ronaldo basically left the Sound for like uh, three, four months. I don't know when it was. I think he got hurt at one point in, in the Nations League. We played against Croatia. Yep. We played against whatever. And, the one, and yeah, the one we won, and we won that Nations League, and uh, and and Andres Silva, the guy Andres Silva was scoring goals like no tomorrow. Ronaldo came back, that guy freaking disappeared like he never. Guy, Andres, oh my God, know, that guy can't even stay on a team. He can't I'm even sure. stay on a club. <laughs> guy, I'm just, I'm just. The Florentino didn't play in Monaco, didn't play in whatever they played, and he's he's a star in Benfica. Like it's all about the the the, the momentum and the confidence. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to find out very soon at some point how this team does without Ronaldo. Like I said, every, I think there's a lot of people that think this new crop of players are much better than I personally think they are. I don't I don't I don't see it. I, I really don't see the talent. I've gone back to the to the to the oh, I think it was 2000. Four. 2000, 2004, 2006. That, that, that era was, was probably one of our best eras. And this team does, I, I, these, these new players, I know there's talent. They're, they cost a lot of money. They're on big teams, but I don't know what it is. I, I don't see them performing on the Sella Sound. I, re, I really don't. I think I like, but I think uh, um, Bernardo's like half the player he is on the Sella Sound compared to at, at City. Yeah, but it's not the player. It, it, it comes to a certain point. It's the tactics, right? You have Fernando yeah, Santos playing Bernardo Silva as a right winger. And Where I think that's City, the he's playing more centrally. Yeah. Is uh, no, like it's not because 10. Ronaldo's on the field. It's because of the. T- it's because of the coach. The coach. Uh, 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 for me, the coach. A new. A new era needs to begin, and it needs to begin with a new coach. Ricardo has an opinion here. Se calhar devíamos contratar um treinador alemão. Oh, yeah. I was never. I was. I was always against contratar estrangeiros. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> That's all he wants now. <laughs> Jay, I'm going to I'm gonna pass the ball to you quickly so we can wrap this up. Anything to add there? And I, I start a comment here from SLBES, and we had talked about this in our group chat. There seems to be a strategy from the coach to nationalize Brazilian players instead of calling up Benfica players. Um, and, and I'll open this up to you guys after Jay says his part here. I'm of the opinion I've always been against, and I said this in our group chat, even going all the way back to the years of that coup, um, I've always been against it. If you are able to, or if you're, if your ancestors, your grandparents, your great grandparents, whatever, you can trace it back to someone that is from Portugal and was born there, then all for it. If you were born in a colony that used to be Portuguese, if there's some sort of tie there, all for it. But to represent the country on any colony, 
huh? Brazil used to be a Portuguese colony. Yeah, so how we, long ago? Yeah, I'll come and Golanos can become, and Mozambicanos can become, and Guinea can I'm become. I'm saying more recent years. I know. She's trying to naturalize her. Yeah, she's sitting right there. Yeah, she's sitting right there. Yeah, she's sitting right um, but what get him, get him. Jay, thoughts okay. on, on what we talked about, but also opinions on um, naturalizing players that um, weren't born in Portugal or, or don't have any ties to the country apart from living there for a long time? Um, as far as that subject, I kind of agree with what you said. Um, if you have some family ties or if you were born there, I think that you should be able to represent. But I, I'm not a big fan of the Dekus, the Lietzins. Who else? I mean, Souza. There's been so many. Well, even Pep. Pep is probably one of our greatest, probably the greatest center back ever. And he's Seriously. Otavio. And Deck was probably our greatest number 10. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll, I have an opinion now. Uh, I don't know about that. But I, I don't really like it too much. I'd rather just see the Portuguese players, the actual – being Portuguese and having some sort of family being part of Portugal. Um, as far as this dilemma, I, I really don't, I, I don't know much to talk about. Um, I'm happy for them to get the call up. Um, as far as the national team, I think Kenny uh, Oscar said it, or I don't know, I forgot who said it, but it's pretty much Ronaldo's team. Um, I think Ronaldo pretty much controls it until he steps down. Uh, I've been asking for a new coach. <laughs> Since we won the Euro, to be honest, <laughs> I didn't even like how we won the Euro, but we won it. Um, I'm always grateful for Fernando Santos. He's the fake Dan Pineda. <laughs> Dan Pineda's dad. I've said a lot of jokes about that dude. I, <laughs> but like, I, overall, I think he was a great coach for what he did, but his time has passed. And I would like to see a new coach overall. I don't care if Ronaldo plays or not on the national team. I just want to see new ideas, I guess. Kenny, before I pass it to you or anyone else, Ricardo says, "He simply Moutinho, William, Tartaruga, Danilo." <laughs> Seriously, I mean that's a knock on Santos, right? Like he doesn't. He's a fucking hard ass to. Hey, but he's he's he said he does what we were just talking about. Don't Wait, fix what's not guys, broken. By the way? I believe they all are judgments, guys. I mean, don't fix what's not. I mean, that is Every broken. We're all player. fucking at the end of the careers, and we have. Like really good fucking play. Renato Sanchez could easily oh, fit into that midfield. But when I say not broken, I say they qualified for the World Cup. They yeah, won the they, Euro. They, they, I mean, they how? How? If you look at our roster, should this team ever have to go to a fucking playoff? No, I don't. No, I, I don't. And it's say otherwise. With, and with Fernando Sanchez, and I've I'm with. I mean, Jay said it. Kenny said it. Like I, I've I think Fernando Sanchez's time at at the national team is past. I think we should have moved on, but every qual it, it, with him is the same thing. We struggle in qualifying. We sneak in through the playoff. We get into the group stage. We struggle in the group stage. We somehow find a way to get out of the group stage as second or in Euro in the Euro case was third. And then it's like, we just sit back compact and hope we can get one on a counter or we're going to PKs. It's the same fucking thing with him. Every fucking tournament. And with the talent that we have now on the team, and I mean, 
2016, we didn't have the most talented squad. So I could like, I can see his tactics and sitting back and trying to hit on the counter. But since then, the talent that was the same tactics, which is right. like a small. And team. it's crazy to think when you look at the talent that Portugal has at, at its disposal now. Like we have so many talented players, so many young, good players, and we're still playing the same fucking two trincos, four in the back. Pocket even pocket. when he said, even when he said we were playing three in the back, we're fucking essentially playing like six in the back. The way he had it set up, it's like an it, illusion. It's the same thing, and like with the players we have, we should be doing a lot better than barely getting out of fucking qualifying and having to go to a playoff, and then getting off. It's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same in the group stage. This World Cup, we're gonna struggle to get through. We'll find a way to get through, and then we'll get knocked out in the first round. Like it just, it's the same thing over and over. Kenny, before hey, you I want to go back. I kind of agree with whoever said the German coach. We, I think the I German coach would love to have options like we do, like we have. <laughs> Oh, I agree with that. Kenny, before I give it to you, Red Baron says, I think, for example, Pep came to Portugal at 16, 17, and Mateus Nunes was 12 or close to it. Nothing wrong with that. What I say to that is Mateus Nunes has a Portuguese father and a Brazilian mother. Yeah. Yes, Mateus Nunes was born in Portugal, but uh, Brazil, but his father is Portuguese, was born in Portugal. Pep, on the other hand, was not born in Portugal, does not have parents or grandparents that were born in Portugal. My question to you is this. If... The Federação Portuguesa de Futebol and the CBF knock on Pep's door and said, listen, we want you to come play for our national team and you're going to be a highlight on our national team. Who do you think he's picking? There is not a fucking chance in hell he picks Portugal. I don't think he, there's a chance in hell. Why do you think I, I get Mateus Nunes is Brazilian and Portuguese, but do you think if Mateus Nunes felt that he could be a standout player in the Brazilian national team. Do you think he would pick Portugal over Brazil? I am the, of the opinion that he wouldn't. The problem is that Brazil and these national teams have a huge crop of players to choose from, and it's extremely difficult to stand out in one yeah. of these teams. So, and, I, well, and I think that's what drives those decisions for them, right? Do I want to go play for Portugal and be a regular and be a good player? Or would I rather be a player? Look, Gabriel Jesus doesn't get – I think he didn't get called for the national team, right? And he's crushing it at Arsenal. Right. That goes to show you how fucking competitive it is in the Brazilian national team and why a lot of these players opt to play somewhere else where they can play regular ball and be a standout opposed to being an irregular on their own national team or not even being relevant. That, that, that's a fair point. I, I get that. But what's what's wrong with a, a Pep who's who's probably lived most of his life in Portugal to play for the Salazar Portuguesa? What, what's wrong with that? I, I don't not... see I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a problem with it. I think that there are Portuguese options that we could go down the path of. And of course, Pep is one of the best center backs, maybe the best that we've ever had, at least in our generation. Um, maybe one of the best ever that played for the national team, right? It's hard to compare generations, but I'm still, I still, whether they're good or bad, right? Again, Deku was one of the best in the world, right? And I still have the opinion that I would rather a Portuguese national team compete with Portuguese players than right, have the Japans who have, you know, half their national team is Brazilian 
have you know uh spain spain has a lot of brazilians spain uh, france, have france has a lot of like uh african france italy france france is 98 world cup team you know i think maybe like, like four players were were from from france again it's a personal opinion um but i'm also strongly of the opinion that if they had both offers on the table and they could be a standout player in both places i would be i would be willing to bet that they wouldn't pick portugal over brazil but again, yeah. you can't prove it. Yeah, and and well, and you also they, that also didn't happen, right? I mean, for, for Portugal asked him, and he he decided to play for us. I like I think Brazil wanted Mateus Nunes, by the way, because yeah. there was rumors that they were trying to call him up so he could be tied to the national team. But again, I I think it's an easy decision, right? Do I go compete with the Casemiros of the world and all those guys, or do I go compete in the? Let, let me ask you this. This is a, a, a good question because uh, after. Deck left us less sound. He basically didn't give a shit about Portugal anymore. It's all about Brazil, has his business in Brazil and all that, right? Even when he was on the national team, like I don't ever remember him actually like singing the anthem, right? Well, that's that's indifferent to me. Yeah, two sides of I mean, now I'm trying to say now you go to Brazil plays Portugal in the World Cup final. Who do you think Deco wants to win, Brazil or Portugal? I think he says it's Brazil 100%. 100%. I don't have any doubt about that. Again, we can't necessarily prove it but i i agree i think that he's always going to push for the country that you were born in yeah. but we could be wrong kenny do you have uh, anything else to say no i just i feel like so, i mean sometimes you you don't you, i mean you don't get to choose where you're born right i mean you could correct be born, you could be born of portuguese parents in brazil how, how many you know you and then you move over when you're you know 10 years old like oscar right he, Portuguese parents, he's lived his, pretty much most of his life in the U.S. And he's just as American. I mean, we live in such a global world now that you can get nationalized in, in you know, wherever sure. wherever you want to be. Like, I think it's a different – it's not so cut and dry like, oh, you were born here or your your parents are this. Like, if you want to – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting together my thoughts, but I just feel like it's – there's there's more to that. And I think if you have the ability to, to naturalize a really good player – and he has some ties to Portugal, like a Pep who's been who played pretty much his whole career in Portugal, yep. or or you know he's got or you know uh, Mateus who's got parents that are Portuguese. Yep. Like you don't get to choose where you were. Like yeah, I was born we, in America. I was born in America, and this this may may sound dumb, right? I was born in America by Portuguese parents. Who do I root for? I root for Portugal. But what I can't play for, I, I shouldn't be able to play for Portugal if I ever got called up. I got to play. No, for the US. your parents are Portuguese though. Yeah, it's but it's, I still, I still think. No, I mean, it, it's 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 almost like I have no, no like uh, heritage to, uh, connecting me to to United States other than me being a citizen. I moved here, right? I never played. Jay, Jay, kick him out of the country. I come, I come here, I come here, and because I play college and it's, I, became, I became a superstar. U.S. calls me to play. My heart to Portugal. I can call because I have no chance of playing in Portugal. I'm probably going to say yes to the United States because whatever. It's, but I'm if Portugal plays U.S., I probably score a own goal. Oh, <laughs> you're more American than any of us. You already moved to Florida. You're like half retired already. <laughs> you're more American than any of us. You already took it. Got the easy life down there. All right, let's wrap this up. We got a, a real-life situation here. Uji Arach. Hi, I'm a Fika fan. I come from Guinea-Bissau, but currently live in Brazil. I love your debate. Thank you for tuning in. Gee, I'm going to ask you, if you had the option to play for Guinea-Bissau, Portugal, or Brazil, who are you picking to play for? Here we go. And why? 
and, and why? <laughs> it's a diff it's a difficult decision. Um, a lot of good comments in the chat. Um, a lot of new names, a lot of uh, returning names. So we appreciate everyone being involved. It took a little for the ball to get rolling, but once everyone lost their shyness, everyone started to to hit the uh, the keyboard and, and give us their thoughts. So we appreciate that. Uma malta que esteve a participar em português, agradecemos a vossa participação. Uh, como nós dissemos, uh, todos percebemos português, por isso uh, nem sempre é preciso andar com os comentários em inglês, um, mas sempre tentemos abordar as vossas questões. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified on YouTube. Uh, we passed 27,000 followers on Facebook uh, this past weekend. Another milestone. We're on our way to 28,000 on Facebook. So let's keep those numbers rolling. Like, share, follow, do all those nice things. We'll be back in two and a half weeks. Um, we got a little break here. This is my last podcast in this room. Uh, I'll be in a different place uh, the next time you guys see me. So hopefully the new place. We didn't win any titles while I was in this place. Hopefully the new place will bring us some titles. And if if the next podcast we've lost games, then I'm going to have to figure out a way to come back. I don't know. We have to figure this out. But um, hopefully it all turns out well. Gentlemen. There, 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 wait, wait, wait. There's one more thing. I know Ricardo mentioned it, so I have to kind of kind of talk about it. O Octavio, right? Uh, Octavio is one of the players that uh, – does he have Portuguese parents or no, grandparents? No. no. He's one no. of those pep type of players, right? So, so uh, Rafa – going to the national team maybe doesn't mean as much to him because look a guy that they has not not no heritage to do with portugal is here and he's i'm taking my spot type of well, thing that like, was that was like uh Koreshima had an interview today or something and yeah and, and Koreshima basically and he, said i, I have like, a lot to say but i'm not i'm gonna hold back yeah because it, it was like you're, to do when, with you're with when you're riding a high on your club and then you get to the national team and you, don't, play. you don't see the field at all then it's like what's the, what's the point right and especially, I mean, in this case, like with Otavio, it makes it, it, I could see how he gets there and it makes him feel even worse when it's like, well, but it's a guy that's fucking Brazuka taking my fucking spot. Like, the fuck. Do you know if there's like a, a mandatory, like, hey, you need, you need to get at least a player from Spartan, Benfica, Porto? No. No, no. none of that. I mean, I feel, like like I feel like they try to, though, right? Porto has Yogo Costa, the goalie is Portista, and he yeah. starts. Yeah, but I mean, like I said in the group chat, if we ever come to a situation where Benfica, Porto, and Sporting don't have players on the national team, we are in big trouble from a Portuguese league perspective. Like, big who, trouble. Yeah. Who is the worst Brazilian-born player that we... we got him. No. When he came no to... Chance. When he played... I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when he was on the solo song, Lietzen. Lietzen no. was good at sporting. In, I'm in, not in yeah, but he was like an emergency. He was an emergency guy for the Salasão. I don't know why we got him too. I, I didn't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another one, Diego Souza. Yeah, he was a joke. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, even, I don't even remember him. Oh, I think shit. he only played like oh, one. Game. From Braga? Yeah, yeah, that played for Benfica. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh, yeah, forgot about him. Oh, shit. Those are like those are like emergencies. I don't know, signings or something. I, I don't know what those... Did, I thought he was another one. I don't think he, he, he like necessarily needed... To didn't, be we, didn't we call up Makakula too? He played. Uh, yeah, but wasn't he born in Portugal? I don't know. I think it was Guinea or, or somewhere. But oh, you I, might be yeah, right. From one of the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, to, your other, to the other side of the your your point that you made about Deku, right? Like if Deku had to choose now... Who His mom's you? Portuguese. Who, Makakula? 
Yeah, his mom was born in Stubal. He was born in Zaire. So, you know, you were saying like, oh, if Deco had to choose now, uh, who's rooting for Brazil or Portugal, he'd probably choose Brazil, right? What about Pep? I don't know. I, I, I probably I'll think. No way. I, I tell you right now, he would. He would he I, bet Pep, I, bet Pep, I bet Pep chooses Portugal. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Well, Port, when Portugal played uh, US, no, Portugal played Brazil. He in the US went to that game. You remember that? Dude, Pep was giving it to Neymar. It was, he, he I was, was like, about to say Pep fucked up Neymar. And he, he, like, he was giving it to them. Yeah. So, and you can see the hate between them, right? But like, once he retires and he's home with his kids, yeah. like that's my that's when I asked that question. Right now, hundred like <laughs> no, no, no. I, and I still think I think Pep Pep spent more time in Portugal, and I think he has more more admiration for what Portugal has given him in, in his life. That he would, he would, he would share for Portugal, bro. bro I really I, do. I've been. I, really I, I, I lived in Portugal for ten years. I lived here for th- for almost. Uh, no, but seconds. I'm just saying. There's, there's oh, a difference. Oscar's different aging himself. I'm just. I'm, tell, I'm telling. You, I'm telling you. What's the difference? I, I will never. Oscar, I'm just saying. There's different. There's different sides to this. There's everyone. You never different. won a trophy for the United States. That's the difference, <laughs> asshole. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a different side. There's a different side to it. Oh my there god! This, 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 yeah, people can be like, okay, Portugal gave me more, so I'm gonna respect Portugal and be Portuguese. I've seen a lot of Portuguese people that come here, be like, fuck Portugal, I want to root for US. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's two different sides yeah, to it. Right. But I'm just both. saying, I'm just saying, right now, like I'm talking Deco. Deco is lives in Brazil. He has a business in Brazil. He is from Brazil. So like, like to me, if say, Portugal play Brazil in the, in the World Cup final, yeah. Deco, I think to me, this is only my opinion. Which and I would agree with you. I would agree with you. It, but but to me, like once Pep retires and he's watching the games with his kids and his family, or whatever, I think he'll he would say, "Well, I really would." Hey, Mendoza didn't play for the Celestial. He played for Angola. Correct. Yeah, he played for Angola. So I'm not sure what SLBS Red Baron has a question here for us. Trivia Tribe. Against something for your Primeiro Neto What'd you say? So Pep's kids might be Portuguese when you said that. He might be watching the game. So, yeah, he might be rooted for Portugal. Oh, they're definitely yeah, Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, came, to, he came here when he was young. I wouldn't know. Nobody can prove it. Red Baron yeah, said, no. Against something for your Primeiro Neto Was it Ozari? No, because when he was born, I think no. it still belonged to Portugal. They were still, yeah, they were still Portuguese colony. Ah, that, that I have no idea. Oh, I, my guess I would, would be Deku. I would say Deku because that was the first person I knew. But it has to. That one would. Be I, feel like I feel like there's. I feel like there's like there's like one from way back that no one can like we don't remember. It's it's got. I bet you it's someone from like the the African. Salso, Salso Pineda. Well, that's a good idea. Salso, this is about a years. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a long time ago. He definitely see. went to Google search. We need colony players of Benfica. Yeah, we need a lot. Um, all right, now we're definitely wrapping up. Um, again, as always, everyone, thank you for participating in the chat. Uh, again, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll take a little break. And um, as always, a pleasure, gentlemen, uh, having a good conversation here. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow Viva Benfica, and we will chat soon. Good night. Viva, Bye, guys. Bye, boys.